from the Stereo Sound Record Studios, your home for the best in unsigned and indie punk, rock, and metal. This is The Mosh Pit with your host, Wes Everett. Welcome to The Mosh Pit. I'm your host, Wes Everett. I am here with my buddy, Kenneth, from Silent Monolith. How you doing, man? I'm outstanding, man. How are you? I am great. I am enjoying this lovely fall weather that we are finally starting to get. Oh, hell yeah. I'm, I, I am from the South. I hate summertime in the South <laughs> because Amen. of how, how hot it is. <laughs> I'm so looking forward to this, uh, this uh, crisp fall air for, a few, for, for you know, a couple of weeks. Yeah, before we get into the dead of winter and it's just like <laughs> zero degrees. Absolutely. <laughs> so give us a little backstory about Silent Monolith, how you guys kind of got together and uh, what your story is on the band. Sure, man. Um, we formed in Nashville uh, a few years ago. Um, outside, probably say about literally, I guess we we formed about about nine years ago, I guess, uh, if you want to say officially, but we didn't uh, record and release our first album until 2015. So um, I wasn't quite, you know, you know, there's that gray area. Of, well, you know, you're jamming with a bunch of folks, but <laughs> are you really a band yet? You know, for, for a little while there. So, but we formed Nashville, Tennessee. I, I met our, uh, I met our, um, our former and founding uh, member of bass player named Nate Davenport. We just kind of hit it off. We had a lot of the same interests as far as uh, bands and kind of the same vision of what kind of band we wanted to wanted to start, and 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 that's kind of how it happened. And, and from there, you know, it's um, it kind of became what it is. Unfortunately, uh, Nate's no longer with the band, um, but um, yeah, me and him kind of started this thing. Like I said, about you know nine nine years ago. Here, here in Nashville. So nine years, roughly, roughly. roughly. I mean, like I said, yeah. we, we didn't really we didn't release the first album until 2015. So I mean, it was a there's a few a couple years there where, you know, you're kind of doing that whole, you know, you're you're rotating members trying to find the right folks. <laughs> yep, yep. Trying to get your feet wet. Trying to get that yeah. whole. All right, what is our sound? <laughs> our sound is we we are just straight up stoner rock. And, you know, and like a lot, of, a lot of folks, you know, may not are, are stoner metal. What you know, whatever you know, it's just think. I, I, I someone said a, a really good uh, adjective was a sound guy here in Nashville said said that we, you know, he was asking us kind of who our influences were, and like he was like, oh yeah, you guys play slacker rock. So that's another that's another adjective we like to yeah, slacker rock. That sounds good. <laughs> but, I like that. <laughs> but basically, it's just southern fried. Black Sabbath influenced metal and hard rock. If if you want to get into a detailed definition, oh man, Where, how do you go wrong with that? <laughs> well, I mean, I, I guess I guess if you write some terrible songs, then you are <laughs> something is going wrong. Yeah, as long <laughs> as you got... we have. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So speaking on influences, I'm going to ask that question. Where do sure. you guys pull them from? Man, it starts with Black Sabbath, just like anybody, I think, in this genre. Mm -hmm. Anybody who picks up a guitar and wants to play heavy, loud music, it starts with Black Sabbath. Um, so I think that's number one. Um, 
I guess for me personally, you know, like my my kind of my favorite bands. If you were to like, you know, put a gun to my head and say, "Tell me your five top five favorite bands," well, that's almost impossible. But if I absolutely had to, just me personally, my personal influences is uh, I'd have to say the reason I ever wanted to play, play guitar and be in a band goes back to Metallica. Now I know that's kind of generic and I know that's that, you know, there's a lot of folks that say that sounds to be, seems to be the stock, you know, answer nowadays, but you know, I don't care because it's the truth. You know, like I heard Metallica the first time when I was like nine years old at a friend's house and uh, <clears throat> we were riding skateboards and he put on and justice for all. Yes. And the first song blackened, you know, I'm driving skateboarding around his garage and blackened comes on. And I literally fell off my skateboard onto the ground and staring at his little boom box as this song was playing. Because I was like, this is the greatest thing I've ever heard, you know. And from then on, I was like, I want to be in a band. I want to play music like that. I want to play in a band like that, you know. So <clears throat> that's, you know, Metallica's probably will always probably be my number one. Uh, I didn't discover. I, I discovered Sabbath through my dad because my dad's a huge Sabbath Zeppelin fan. But... I really say I would say Sabbath is probably a bigger influence on the band than Metallica, but um, Sabbath, you know, has became you know I, I would say I draw more because of the style of music that we play. I draw more from Sabbath than I do Metallica, but uh, I would I'm not going to sit and say that they're not an they they are definitely an influence. Uh, I know that's a roundabout answer to to, to the question. Starts and ends with Sabbath, Metallica, um, corrosion of conformity. Um, Fu Manchu, Clutch, uh, even even the band called uh, a band called the Sword. Um, they, you know they're, yeah. they're 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 killer. Caius, um, Monster Magnet. I mean, I could, the, the list could go on and on and on. As far as you know, I, I have different influences personally. Again, like I mentioned, but I would. I mean, even though I wouldn't say Metallica is a big a big influence on this band. That, Personally, they're an influence of mine, but, mm. but yeah, I mean, it's there's a lot of lot of bands that have kind of contributed to to our sound, I, I would say, um, and hopefully, hopefully we, you know, we're <laughs> hopefully we're not directly ripping them off, <laughs> you know, but <laughs> just paying them, but paying a little homage. <laughs> but paying tribute, you know. <laughs> exactly. I, I like to say, man, we're we're not reinventing the wheel. We're just trying to add add our own little spoke to it, you know. Honey Bone Rush, Pagan Rituals.
I mean, there's so many good bands out there now as yeah. far as, you know, to pull your influence from. Yeah. Oh, but, Soundgarden. Yeah, I forgot. Can't believe it. Soundgarden is one of my favorites. You know, I love Soundgarden. And, you know, I know, I know, probably can't hear a lot of that in our style too, but they're a huge influence on, of ours for sure. I feel like Chris um, Cornell in general was a huge influence on a lot of the artists today. Well, well he's the greatest singer to ever live, the greatest rock singer to ever yeah. live. I mean, I, I don't. I mean, I used to. I used to think it was Robert Plant, and then I discovered Soundgarden. And I was like, uh, Chris. Chris Cornell. I mean, he's he he's one of my favorite just songwriters, you know, because mm-hmm. even his even his solo stuff was was killer, you know. It was it was killer. It was sounded so good, and uh, he's such a great songwriter um, with Soundgarden and just outside of Soundgarden. You held the Audio Slave if that's kind of your bag, you know that mm-hmm. that, that was that was great stuff too. Um, but I just you know <laughs> I, I'm I'm miss. I'm glad we have such a large collection of his music, but I'm going to miss, uh, you know, I, he's one of those artists that, you know, obviously died too, too soon. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's also one of those artists that even, you know, obviously because he passed away, he's no, he's no longer going to create music, but even us as fans, we, we still miss it. Even though we don't even know what it would sound like. We just have an idea of what it would sound like and we know it would be great. So it's fun. It's weird how we miss music that was that's never going to be created, but we do. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> and he's one. He's one of those. He's one of those folks that, um, for sure. Uh, you guys just released an album. Yes, sir. And um, was it a full EP or was it? Yeah, no, it's a full on full 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 album. Full album, full okay. eight song album. Yeah, I guess I guess eight song would be considered a full length. Uh, I think so. I don't know. That's one of those. That's one of those things that you can argue with people about. No, nah, fools got to be ten or twelve. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, but, Master of Puppets is eight, eight songs. Right. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. That, that's the that's the gold standard right there. <laughs> I mean, who would have thought that we we released our Master of Puppets this year? <laughs> it's my, it's like it's just like Master of Puppets, just a lot shittier. There you go. There you go. That that describes it right there. Bam. Yeah. yeah. It's just like it's just like Master Puppet, except the songs aren't as good and uh, and like doesn't sound as good. Wasn't produced as well. You know, you know, I'm I, I was the producer, so yeah, it definitely was not produced as well. Trust me. When you walk in to sell it, you're like, "Hey, do you like Metallica?" Yes. Well, you're gonna hate this CD. <laughs> well, I always. I always say, you know, I, I like to, my my joke is, you know, like I I can only hope that one day we write, record, and release an album that's hated as much as Saint Anger. Oh, good luck, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, just think about it. If it's hated that much, that means millions of people heard it. Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, from this last album, you've released how many tracks? Um, we've released, we released an EP and then we released our full length and we've also released a couple of singles, um, in between, uh, in between there, we uh, had a released a, uh, uh, after our EP, a couple years after our EP, we, uh, we, we actually were, did, did this like kind of one-off recording in the studio where we won some free recording time. And we were, so we cut a single live in the studio, um, called Lord of Saturn. And mm-hmm. then uh during the pandemic 
when everyone was, you know, kind of shut down, um, the stu studio here in Nashville was doing, was doing these, uh, live sessions, you know, as so, so bands could, yeah. you know, still release music. And we went in and we rec uh, recorded a cover of, uh, Led Zeppelin's no quarter, like purely 100% live and in, in studio. So, and there's video of that. So we've, re we released that as well. And then, you know, here this past July, we released our new album. Ventras, Serpent.
What was it like putting that album together? Was it just, did you? Oh, man. It, I would say the whole process of, of recording the album and getting it ready to go was, was a nightmare. And I, not from, and it had, but it, here, it was a nightmare, but it had nothing to do with like my bandmates, had nothing to do with the writing process or, had nothing to do with the actual recording. It was every, it was all the stuff going on in my personal life around it that caused mm-hmm. it. Because, you know, we started, we actually started tracking the new album back in 2018. Oh. But right before we started tracking, I was around November of 17. I, um, I almost died. I, uh, I got an, and I, uh, Got an, a blood infection from, from a, a a second degree burn on my foot, and the infection I, the infection went se- went septic, and I end, ended up having to go spend a week in the hospital, and um, I almost died. I was that sick, oh, wow. and uh, so yeah, I spent a week in the hospital, uh, and they had to do surgery. Had to actually amputate a couple toes because of the infection, and I spent after that I spent months months in a wheelchair and. And uh, in fact, and also too, to add add to that, that same week, the same day actually that I went into the hospital, my my dad went into the hospital down in Atlanta, mm-hmm. and uh, you know he uh, he passed away that that week as well. So luckily, luckily I was able to get discharged and get down to Atlanta to see him before he passed. But uh, yeah, that was definitely the worst week of my life, <laughs> without a yeah. doubt. I mean, it's it was uh, it was it was a horrible week, and kind of since then, with my 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 health issues have have kind of uh, come and gone, and you know, there's been I've had to have multiple surgeries, I've had multiple amputations uh, because of you know these wounds that because of where they're located on my feet you know, they would, they heal and they reopen and they heal and they reopen. Like I'm, I'm fighting a wound right now. Um, that's hopefully, you know, just about healed, but it's, it's been a process ongoing for years. Um, and my, uh, we also, you know, recently, you know, earlier this year, we lost a mother-in-law, um, who, and she, you know, she was, she had had a stroke a couple years ago in the middle of all this. So everything, <laughs> that's happened has made it an, a nightmare process just to get this album out. But, um, but what's crazy about it, it had nothing to do with the writing process, nothing to do with the bandmates, even, you know, even though we're not the same lineup, mm-hmm. it, you know, I mean, 
it, it, that had nothing. That was not, it's not because of any bad blood between me and me and, and, you know, and, and the guys used to be in the band. It's uh, mainly just the fact that, you know, there was so much, we, you know, went through, you know, a couple of years there where everything was up in the air and you, you really can't, you know, you got folks that, you know, that want to play music and want to get out there. You, you can't expect folks to sit around and wait, you know, and I get that. So, you know, it's, oh, yeah. so that, you know, that, that kind of, that's the reason of the lineup changes, no bad blood, no, no vindictiveness or anything like that. It's uh, mainly my health issues have, has just, you know, left a lot of stuff up in the air. And that's the reason why it took so long to get this album out there, you know, because uh, some of these songs go back, you know, I know a couple of the riffs go back to when the band first, first started. <laughs> oh, wow. One of the song, one of the songs on the album goes back to a band that I was in in Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> wow so you know it's uh so yeah it, it was tough it was, I, it was almost a breath of fresh air just just to get the song just to get the album out there you I know there's a load a load off my shoulders and you know it's kind of one of those all right it's out <laughs> now what's next because i am already sick of these songs <laughs> <laughs> Yep, I I can completely understand that, dude. Uh, dude, that sounds like it was rough. It sounds terrible that all that happened. Yay, we got music, but at the same time, it's like good grief. Yeah. Do I have to do this every time I release an album? I know, no, I hope not. <laughs> I can, I can, I I, I kind of want to keep the seventeen digits I have left. Don't they? <laughs> Absolutely, man. <laughs> my little my little piggies went to the market and they ain't coming back and and I don't <laughs> I don't want them I don't want to lose anymore. <laughs> oh man, I completely understand. But I, I will say though, you know that like as far as the lyrical content of the album, you know, like this album is much much angrier than the previous EP. However, it's uh you know it's. There's real. There's really not one. Cur there's not one curse word on the album. Believe it or not, you know, like wow. <laughs> you know, it's a different. It's a different kind of anger, I guess, than, yeah. than the past one. So, but it, but my health issues contribute because I mean I would say a lot of the lyrics came later. The music mm -hmm. again has been around for years, but the lyrics came later. And and you know and and I and, and you know you, when you go through a lot of stuff, you get angry about everything. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, man, that is uh that's a, that's a story right there, man. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, uh, I will say that my wife and I have been through it past few past five or six years and you know, it's uh I couldn't, I couldn't have, uh, I couldn't have done it without her for sure. Like I, I don't, I don't know if I'd mm -hmm. still be here if it weren't for her of much stuff I went through. I, you know, I can't tell you how many times I wanted to just give up mm -hmm. because of everything but she keeps pushing me to, you know, continue on and to continue do better and to continue that things are going to be better and, and to uh, just keep pushing forward. And, you know, I, I, and, you know, part of me too, the stubborn, the stubborn part of me is like, you know what, I'm not going to let this beat me. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm, I'm really, I'm a really stubborn person <laughs> to a, to a fault sometimes, but. Uh. <laughs> yeah. But sometimes you gotta be, and having that, that, that support system behind you means, I mean, that's night and day difference. Absolutely. It really 100%. is. 
one hundred percent. It you know it, it it you know when you have some someone that you you know care about more than anything on on this earth and who's mm-hmm. encouraging you and staying in your corner and yep. you know wants you to uh, continue to because she knows how important it is to me. I mean that 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 means that 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 means the world. You know, mm-hmm. there's there's nothing that that is better than that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Let's talk about this new upcoming album you guys are working on. You've got a planned release of early 23. Yes. Um, what's the, do you already have the songs? Are you still working we, on the songs? We have, we've already got a few songs, you know, mm-hmm. like, so we're in the writing process right now. We've already got a few songs and um, yeah, it's gonna, it's going to be, it's going to be heavier than, than even this last album. So, so yeah, it's, we're going into a direction going to be a lot, a little bit more aggressive vocal delivery on some songs. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be, you know, big, fat, heavy, you know, like just it's it's going to it's yeah, it's it. I'm we're su- super stoked about it so far the direction that we're that we've gotten and where we're going. You know, we're, we're we can't I, I can't wait for folks to hear it, you know, Um and uh but you know, we uh, we may uh, sprinkle in some some uh, some some different things <laughs> into 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 the uh, writing process. So, <laughs> but overall, it's going to be a more aggressive, uh, heavier, bigger album. You know, at, le- at least that's that's where where we're going so far. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Can't wait to yeah. hear it. Do you have um are you guys gonna release any singles prior to the album release? I'm not don't I would imagine yes. I would mm-hmm. imagine whatever one we're gonna lead with, we'll we'll throw that out there probably with a video. Um that seems to be the standard practice. Um so I'm sure we'll do something like that uh for you know a, a whole probably a couple a few weeks, couple months, maybe before the album comes out for sure. Silent Monolith, Burn.
uh, feel free to tag the mosh pit. We'll help share it. Absolutely. Help get Absolutely. the uh, word out about it. Absolutely, man. And, and, and hopefully we can get down to Atlanta uh, for a show or two. And, 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 and um, but you know, if we do, I'll definitely let you know and get you guys on the list. Yeah, definitely. Check us out for sure. Definitely. Um, yeah. That's something we're working on here in rock Mart is we're trying to get more live music. When I say okay. we, I mean more like me. I'm trying to bring sure. more bands here because, well, we need it. <laughs> well, let me know because, I mean, we got friends and we could put together a pretty killer show, you know, probably, you know, pretty much anywhere around Atlanta. Nice. Well, like I said, you know, um, before we started the interview, you know, my studio is in a really good location. Sure. I'm, you know, 20 minutes from my 20. I'm about the same from 75. It's just, it, it's about perfect. Yeah, that's great. So, yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, that's, you know, that's, you know I, I, we're down in Atlanta all the time because my family is, you know, mm-hmm. still down there. My mom still lives, still, still lives, she lives in, lives in Metro Atlanta. So, you know, we're still down there a, a lot. Very cool. And I got a, tons of friends, you know, down there as well. So, yeah, I, you know, I, I, uh, I don't know if I'll ever move back to Atlanta, but I, I love, I love the state of Georgia and I love, visiting and i you know it's it will all it will always be you know it, it'll always be home oh yeah oh yeah i i don't mind atlanta i hate the traffic oh god yeah oh <laughs> i have just come to loathe the traffic oh, oh my god. yeah oh you yeah I, it's funny I'm, i moved to nashville in 2009 mm-hmm. and i um when i first got here i made it a point because I, I lived and I worked on Music Row uh, uh, when I got here, and one day, you know, I get we could be done working. It's, it's funny here on Music Row and, and the music industry in Nashville. Basically, your working hours are like ten to four. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird, you know. It's it's crazy, but anyway. So so I made it a point. I first said, I'm going to go get out, get out and drive and rush out. Oh, I was like, this is it. This is nothing. Compared to Atlanta, oh, you 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 can't if you don't leave your house before five a.m. and and you have to go to Atlanta, forget about it. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Listen, man, I work one of those jobs. My regular nine to five. I'm one of those road warriors who, yeah, at any given point, I could be in Augusta, Savannah, Valdosta, Columbus, at any time during the week. Yes. And a lot of times they're like last minute of, Hey, you got to go there now. And it's like, that is a <laughs> horrible drive. We plan our trips around Atlanta traffic. <laughs> you have to, you it's have like, to. Yeah, we, hey, we do. We, if we're going to Atlanta, we're like, we got to leave by this time or else we got to wait till this time. <laughs> uh huh. And if you're going through McDonough, if you're going on 75 from McDonough to about Hampton or Jonesboro area, you got to allow for an extra two hours. Yep. If you're hitting Panola Road from 20 at any time of the day, you got to allow for another two hours. Yep. Yeah. yeah it's ridiculous. Yeah. And there's constant road work. Constant. constant. We don't yeah. ever finish road work. We just throw up cones and go, eh, drive around. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny. Like in the you know years since 2009, I've lived here. Every year, traffic in Nashville has gotten worse and worse and worse and worse. <laughs> um, and you know, it's still not up to the Atlanta standard, but it's getting there. Uh, I know it's it's horrendous. 
It really is. You got to go from if you got to go from Nashville to Murfreesboro on I twenty four from at around three o'clock. Forget uh-huh. about it. Forget about it. I've done, I've done that drive. I've done that horrible freaking drive. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, moving on back to the interview. <laughs> <laughs> we can have a whole podcast on Atlanta traffic and call fuck and call it fuck this shit. <laughs> yes, exactly. And I guarantee you, we'd get more calls talking about some. Hey, I know that area. What was that Family Guy episode? You know what grinds my gears? <laughs> Atlanta traffic. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Back to the interview. Uh, <laughs> your next 12 months, what are three goals you want to accomplish? Okay. Well, two of them we are currently working on uh, is a new album. Um, and... Uh, we are starting to book tour. I would, okay, twelve months from now, we we're already we got uh, you know book us some tour dates later this year. Um, we are working on a big tour next year, probably next summer. I, ca- I can't really announce it yet, but it's it's really cool, uh, really cool, um, and, uh, and that that's kind of something we're working on that uh, for that'll be next summer. Uh, but I would say tour, touring and, and or at least, you know, getting out and playing more. We've been really limited this, you know, that, that past uh, couple of months because of my health issues. I don't want to want to tour when I still have, you know, a uh, open wound on my foot. Mm-hmm. But um, so that, that's kind of hindered us a little bit. Uh, but once I get healed, you know, and we're, we're, we're going to be playing a hell of a lot more. Uh, we're going to be touring a hell of a lot more and uh, working on, you know, getting this, this, the new out, al- the next album out. And as far as a third goal, I guess our man, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's true. You know, as it, you really don't think past touring and <laughs> releasing music, but I guess if I had, you know, where to say my third, my biggest third goal is to, in more of a personal thing, and that's to stay healthy. There you go. You man, know, that's a good stay, goal, man. Yeah, stay healthy so that the band can continue releasing music and continue playing shows. And, you know, I, I would say that, you know, that kind of – I guess that should be goal number one, to really believe it. I mean, I, I guess, you know, because that kind of hinders everything. Hmm. But, uh, yeah, I guess try to you know, stay healthy, to get this new album out there and – and play and book more, more tour dates. So, nice. yeah, I mean, that's, that, that's, that's the next, I, and I guess that's every uh, band's next 12 months. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. If not, it should be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> as far I mean, as I, I guess, I guess every band kind of like, you know, wants the stand, you know, the kind of the standard, well, hopefully we get signed and all that stuff, but, you know, like you know, that's nowadays. Nowadays, I, I think there's so many resources available that musicians can release music themselves. And if they know, if they have a plan, and they pl- and they are and they are able to, uh, you know, uh, enact that plan, mm-hmm. you don't you don't need labels. Mm-mm. You know, you don't need labels. I mean, and the uh, the big labels are like these huge labels are. Uh, you know that it's actually more of a headache to be on there than, than just doing it yourself. Oh, so, yeah. 
You know, now there are some killer, killer stoner rock labels out there that, that have some killer bands and, you know, we would love to be a part of them. Um, but at the same time, you know, you can't, you can't just base everything you do around trying to get signed. You, you have, you have to put forth, right. You know, the effort and, and the, uh, and the know-how and to just trying to do it, go it alone. You know, I mean, it'd be nice to get help, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but like, you know, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, no, no one is going to care about your music more than you do. Right. So, and, and, and if you can admit that and you can accept that, then you also can accept the fact that because no one else is going to care as much about your music as you do, then that really you can only depend on yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. And when I say when I say depend on myself, I mean like collectively as a band. We can only we can only depend on ourselves. I mean, I'm not saying that that's not meaning like me as an individual, but us as a band. Right. Yeah, man. Dude, I appreciate you again sitting in on this interview. Thank you so much for having me, man. Absolutely. I've been looking forward to this one. And uh dude, I know life happens sometimes and hey, we just roll with it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's all that's all we can do. Absolutely. Let me ask you this. Um as far as your biggest challenge, I know you spoke on some of them, but what, mm-hmm. as far as being a challenge as a band, have you guys run into other than the pandemic, the lockdown and all that nonsense? The, the biggest challenge for any band, for any, ba- I'll say for any band that's not teenagers mm-hmm. or, you know, college students, <laughs> the biggest challenge for any band is being able to balance Cause when, you know, when you, when you get, you know, if, if you're not 16, 17, 18 years old, you know, and you don't have, you don't have a family, you don't have, you know, you, you, you could, you could just, you could leave on a you know, leave and go out on tour and not, not have a worry in the world other than just concentrating on music, mm-hmm. you know? So the biggest challenge when you get older and you know, you get families or, or, or at least you want to start a family or in my case, I, you know, I've got a wife and, you know, mortgage and all that stuff. The biggest challenge is, is just balancing work-life balance. I mean, or excuse me, having a work, a, a healthy work-life balance, mm-hmm. you know, I think, because when you get older and you get more and more responsibilities, like, you know, all, all, you know, that, that, you know, you know, ch- chasing dreams has to be adjusted in some cases, <laughs> oh, yeah. you know, and you have to, you know, I, I, if you'd asked me when I was, you know, you know, t- 22 years old, you know, what would, what was, what's my view of success? I'd be like, I want to be the next Metallica, <laughs> you know, tour the world. And, you know, and then, you know, ask me when I'm 32 and it's like, yeah, I mean, if we can just pay some bills, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, that's, that's success. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it that's is. Success. You know, just one. So I say the biggest challenge is for bands, you know, for guys. Old, when I say older, not, you know, I don't mean, you know, like super old, but older than like kind of your high school kids and stuff like that. Is, you know, when you have jobs and mortgages and bills to pay and more responsibilities, it's just having a healthy, you know, music to life balance to where you can you can still create and play music but also take care of what you have to take care of personally. Right. So that's the, that's the biggest challenge. Once you, once you, you know, get past a certain age. Symphony of Sweden. She's in my head.
percent is <laughs> uh, you know and on top of that just even those bands that are trying to do it to become rich and famous sure. and it's sure. like you're in the wrong business bro yeah 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 100 i mean like i mean think think about this you know like when we were in high school the biggest band biggest metal band in the world was metallica Mm-hmm. you know hell hell shit actually when we were in high school metallic had already been the biggest heavy metal man in the world for like probably five to ten years before that yep well you know now this this years and years later they're still the biggest heavy metal band in the world you know and it's like those bands at that level don't exist anymore and they probably never will you know, it's this, you know, I mean, 
it's crazy like the the big rock stations and i remember in atlanta the big rock station was 96 rock yes and uh, that's that's old you know (laughs) but here here is 1029 the buzz and like their playlist is metallica ozzy osbourne uh red hot chili peppers you know Mm -hmm. and then they sprinkle in some bands that i wouldn't even consider hard rock or rock you know but for some reason they're grouped in that category nowadays talking about like imagine Um, dragons and yes yes Stuff like that, and not a, that's just not the that's not what I considered rock when I was growing up. Um, but but those bands are still those bands are still the big bands, and like and no one's really came along t- taking their place. And you know you could you you could look at it from a from a point of view uh, from a negative point of view and be like, well, no bands as good as those guys. And that's just not true. I mean, right. there's some killer, great, amer- amazing bands out there, mm. but. What it is, is co- the culture has changed. And fortunately for those guys, they got in and got famous and big before the culture changed. Unfortunately for all the bands that came after them is the culture has changed and it's not the same culture as it was, you know, whenever those guys were, were, were getting, were coming up. So, oh, yeah. you know, so that's a challenge for any band. And I think that if you are doing it, to be rich and famous, then you're you're doing it for the wrong reasons. First of all, I mean, don't get me wrong. I think everybody would love to be able to be rich and famous. Who wouldn't? Yeah, you know, exactly. I think you know who wouldn't. You know, but like, really, really, you know, you're you're talking about it takes you know. It, unfortunately, it takes you to already be rich and famous to get rich and famous. Mm-hmm. You know, it really have does. money to make you, money. I mean, you get yeah, like I. uh well, I I owned a music marketing firm on Music Row for the first seven years I lived here in Nashville, and I'd have I had so many, and it was mainly in the country world. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a I'm a songwriter outside of of playing in a rock band, and and like I, uh, you know, and and songwriters are really only relevant in country music <laughs> nowadays. You know, that's yeah, there's you know really everybody else pretty much writes their own stuff and. Country music has gotten to the point where artists are writing more of their own stuff. But it used to be songwriters would write songs and you would pitch them to artists and producers and they would take those songs and record them. You know, mm-hmm. like George Strait. George Strait made a career out of recording songs written by other people. Mm-hmm. Anyway, well, I would meet with a ton of these independent artists. And they would always, you know, I'd ask them, what's your goal? I want to be rich. I want to be famous. <laughs> you need to, you know. <laughs> Don't well, go do find something else, and they'd get offended, you know. And I tell and you know, tell them, I said, you know, do you love making music? Well, yeah. Well, then that's why you do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I want to be rich and famous. I said, well, everybody wants to be rich and famous. Like, what makes you unique? What makes your songs? What makes your you? First of all, what makes you unique? And do you have any financial backing to yep. take your 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 unique style and your unique music to the masses? Because if you don't, then you 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 better do it because you love it. Yeah. Oh yeah. And the same, and that that really can apply to any 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 genre of music. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, if we had, I, <laughs> some, I had a friend of mine ask me the other day. He said, "Man, how much would it cost to take your take take one of your songs, like one of the silent monolith songs, to major radio?" And I said, "And I, I said, man, I said you're." Are we talking a hundred thousand dollars? He's like, really? Hundred thousand? I said, yes. I said, you, you can't just call your radio station and be like, hey man, play Silent Models. 
you know, you can't call your major clear channel radio stations like, man, play Silent Monolith. You know, that, that they're going to be like, what? No. No. Yeah. yeah. You, know, you got to have a market, marketing plan that costs hundreds of thousands of dollars behind them. Yep. You do. And it sucks. Now, I will give props. I will give props to our hometown rock and roll station, which basically is 96 Rock just now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, rock 100.5 out of Atlanta. Sure. Really great guys. I mean, it's pretty much, it, it's kind of funny because it's actually the two former hosts of 96 Rock and 99X together. Okay. Which is pretty awesome. Yeah. And then at night, they got a guy, he's Atlanta's rock ambassador, Jackson Heaton, and he plays. Yeah. He's, he's, we are cut from the same cloth. I'll just put it that sure. way. We love, unsigned and independent punk rock and metal we you know we find these bands that are yeah. local homegrown that are just killing it and nobody knows them fair shake change
Yeah, we met we met Jackson. Uh, our last show we played in Atlanta. Uh, okay. We met him at Smith's Old Bar. Now it's been a few years because that was before everything went to shit my for my health wise. Right. You know. But yeah, we met him and uh, he's a great guy. Right. Really, really great guy. I, uh, nice, nice guy. And uh, um, yeah, had a great conversation with him. But yeah, I, I talked to him for a little ways after we played Smith's Old Bar. I think it was. Yeah, that was right before everything went to shit <laughs> health wise for me. Yeah. I, I feel that man. I feel that. And he's doing some <laughs> kick-ass stuff. I am just, I mean, he's doing his thing. We cross paths every now and then do some stuff together. Yeah. And then we go kick ass by ourselves again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's a good dude, man. Um, I, uh, I love, I love, I love that. Cause here in Atlanta, we have I'm not sure. So here in Atlanta, here in Nashville, we have uh one two nine. The buzz does a local buzz. Yeah. Um, They'll do a local buzz radio show on Sunday evenings and stuff. And we've had, we've had our stuff played on there, but, uh, you know, nothing from Nash. I mean, we've had, we've had our stuff on on some satellite radio. Like Mm -hmm. we've had our songs played a few times on like liquid metal. And, uh, there's a new one. It's not called, uh, octane octane is the kind of the radio rock. I can't remember for the life. I can't remember the, uh, the damn, is it turbo? Damn. Yeah, turbo. Turbo. Yeah. yeah, I got all three of those on mine. So yeah, I love those stations. Yeah, yeah. I mean, very. It's been rare. I'm not saying they play it all the time, but yeah. a couple. We've had a couple spins on there. Nice. So, nice. Very. Yeah. Cool. I, I wish. I wish more radio stations would adopt that because I really think. I really mm. honestly believe that terrestrial radio is because in the country world, going back to the country world. Uh, you know those big stations they, they call it terrestrial radio you know and, and re- really the songs that you hear is just filler for the commercials yeah you know <laughs> the commercials yeah. are, is what matters <laughs> but i uh i think what's going to save terrestrial radio because right now it's dying it's a dying format mm-hmm. you know it really is it's uh but with the, with social media being what it is and with internet radio stations growing like they are with youtube sure. getting as big as it is and with Spotify and Pandora being mm-hmm. what they are, like terrestrial radio is dying. And I, but I think, I think it's my my view that terrestrial radio, what would could save terrestrial radio, and, and it will never happen because it's a corp, These these are corporations that live and die off the dollar. Yep. But if they went to more of a format where they were could more would give more exposure to independent smaller local bands mm-hmm. i think that could be where terrestrial radio could d- discover a niche a niche niche whatever i can't even <laughs> discover a niche that they can will be able to survive mm-hmm. and will be able to, 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 to prosper now it won't be because right now everything is all clear channel stations are programmed Yep. You know, with the exception of the DJs, like, you know, like it's the same playlist that's played and yep. looped. Yep. And there's no per- radio stations used to be, you know, hell, you could call in 96 Rock and, you know, request uh, album cut from, yeah. uh, uh, from a band that you like and they play it. Well, you know, barring it doesn't have, didn't have a lot of curse words or whatnot, you know, but all that, right. you know, censorship type stuff. But, and like that's just not the case anymore because it's gotten so corporate. Because these huge corporations came along and bought all these radio stations up, and you know, like like I said, it's all about you know, and and it's gotten to the point too where radio is just it literally is background music. 
Yeah. People, you, I used to listen to the radio because I wanted to hear the bands. Mm. But now it's just background music at the office, just just to keep you uh, a little distracted from your from your mundane day to mundane day to day life. A hundred percent, absolutely, I I agree wholeheartedly on that. There's yeah. there's one, and going back to what you said, the country station. Going back yeah. to that is honestly where I kind of pulled this idea for this podcast. Mm-hmm. Was they were showcasing and promoting unsigned and indie country local country artists yeah and they would play like 10 a night you'd go online you'd vote for your favorites whoever got the most votes would stay to the next week and they'd drop out like the bottom three or four and you know start again the following week and i was like dude that is so cool why is nobody doing that for rock yep exactly it's because i think and this is just my opinion and this is not a knock on anybody or any genre, but I think it's because, <coughs> excuse me, I think it's because with a lot of these country artists, even your independent unsigned artists, you know, they're easy to digest because they, they are pretty much, I'm not saying every one of them, mm-hmm. but it's, they're pretty much you know, cookie cutter artists. I'm not saying there aren't some outliers that are killer artists doing something different, you know, right. like, uh, like, with, like Colton wall, you know, mm-hmm. or Jason Isbell, yep. you know, or Tyler Childers, you know, those guys, those guys are just so are Elizabeth, uh, cook. Yeah. I mean, you're oh, talking yeah. about some killer artists that they're not your cookie cutter country artists. And, but, but they are making a living by touring and by getting sporadic radio play on these stations like that you mentioned. Mm-hmm. but other really a lot of these artists are the same they're they're all they all want to be brantley gilbert they all want to be florida georgia line or they you know want to yep. be uh carrie underwood so yep. i think these st- but where these radio stations have benefited is they know this so what they've done they've kind of adjusted their format to what you were saying about local artists and unsigned and independent artists and some of these stations are thriving, but they're, they're thriving, which kudos to them. Great, great. I, I think that's fantastic. Don't get me wrong. But the reason why they are thriving is because, because these artists sound like these major artists. So mm-hmm. somebody who's listening, who's not really paying attention, they're going to be like, oh, is that Carrie Underwood? Mm-hmm. So they're going to listen. But no, it's not Carrie Underwood. It's, you know... Uh, 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 Jennifer Smith from you know from Atlanta who's like oh well now that may lead somebody to be like I want to know more about Jennifer Smith and and I just made that up there's no argument yeah. Jennifer Smith I'm just using a generic name so they may like well I want to know more about her and that's how it happens you know mm-hmm. but the reason why is because it, it, again with country it's more digestible than you have rock bands where you know, you could have a band that sounds like uh, Metallica. Then you have a band that comes along and sounds like uh, Rage Against the Machine. Or you have a band that comes along and sounds like Slayer. You know, mm-hmm. or in our case, you have a band that comes along and sounds, sounds like, you know, like a, you know, a bastardized version of Black Sabbath. <laughs> <laughs> and, and like, you know, that's more of a... You've got to be like metal fans and hard rock. They're 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 pretty hardcore fans, and like they love what they love. And 
Like, it's like, you know, we, we love, you know, we love what we love and fuck the rest, you know, and yeah. you know, I'm, I'm not saying all, you know, we obviously I'm not generalizing everybody, but I'm saying, so it's not as easily digestible as kind of your cookie cutter bro country. Right. So I think that that's the hesitation for a lot of rock radio stations. Yeah, it really is. And it's kind of sad. Yes. But at the same time, it's understandable. Does that make yes. sense? Absolutely. <laughs> Which, Absolutely. I mean, I, I understand it. It's frustrating because being someone who's in, you know, who is in a rock band and wants exposure, you know, it is, it is frustrating because you're like, yeah. man, I mean, this, you know, not, I mean, just forget about us. I mean, there's so many other bands out there that are, that need to be, discovered and need people to pay attention to them because they sound so good and they write such killer riffs and killer music you know and and like you know now granted i'm not to you're not to say it's all radio i mean there are some bands that <laughs> that should put more effort in the songwriting and more effort in the production because yes. you know just because you just because you can record at home doesn't mean <laughs> you need to be recording at home you know exactly exactly <laughs> you know just because you know like that's uh i mean I'm, and I'm, there are some very talented folks and the technology is there to yeah. record at home but sometimes you don't need to be recording at home <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah well I, and you know speaking on technology you know i've got a couple of bands that i didn't know about until i interviewed them that they've actually never met each other in person Wow. One guy's in New York, one guy's in California, and they just put out this kick-ass music, and it's like, yeah. you guys never met it? No, we've never met each other. We just send each other tracks and play our stuff and do our thing. And I'm like, that's, and that's, that's every, every night in Nashville. I mean, like, you go to Broadway, most of those folks that you, if you I mean, even though you go bar to bar, it's all the same songs and all that stuff, you know, but more and more than likely those players that band they just met right before they started playing that's so yeah. cool though i love yeah. that and yeah and then you know you have sessions you know which is the coolest thing if you ever get a chance to sit in on a uh on a demo session or recording uh -huh. session a country now it has to be country music yeah oh do yeah it. do it. if you ever get a chance to do it it's, it's amazing those guys will walk in introduce themselves to each other hi i'm jeff hey i'm i'm i'm, I'm james and sit down and record six to eight songs better than you than than the songwriter could ever even thought about recording them. Mm -hmm. And like it's amazing. It, it will never get old, you know, because they, they, you know, Nash. You're talking about the greatest musicians in the world, I, and I stand by that. Like, you know, I, I think Nashville has the greatest collection of musicians in the world. Oh, yeah. You know, so and you know, and, and it's it is it's amazing and. and and it's gotten like that because there's some bands that even in our genre that they really only they live in different corners of the country, but they get together for tours and for mm. festivals and for recording. Yep. Yeah. You know, some some pretty uh big bands in our genre. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, man, dude, I appreciate you again sitting in. This has been such a good conversation, just you know, picking your oh, man, brain, learning all this. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Thank you so much. And again, we will do this again. Like I said, I try to catch up about six months after, do a six-month follow-up, just see what's going on, see if there's anything new happening. Yes, sir. And um, 
Yeah, we'll do that. Absolutely. Uh, do me a favor, plug your socials where all of our wonderful all right. social media people can find you. <laughs> yes, sir. Well, I'll tell you, our home base is silentmonolithband.com. And, you know, from there, you know, we, we, we have a Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, a TikTok. Uh, we have our own, our, we have a, our, our Pandora station. We're on Spotify. I mean, all that. And you can get to all that from our website. Uh, if you wanted to, or, or you can go, you know, Google this and go to those individually if you wanted to, but you know, we're on all the socials, uh, YouTube, uh, almost forgot about YouTube. Uh, <laughs> we got a YouTube channel now, um, where we got all our music videos up. Uh, so yeah, we're, you know, we're, we're, we're yeah, e- easy to find. I, I like to say we're easy to find and hopefully not that much harder to listen to. <laughs> there you go, man. Well, again, Thank you so, so much, and um, I'll tag you when this one drops. All right, Wes, I appreciate it, man. Thank you so much. Yes, everybody. Bye. Bye.